Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Business in Black. This is Danita Harris, your host, along with our lovely co-host, Dr. LaTanya Hughes. Oh, happy new year to everyone. If you haven't listened to the show yet, we're excited about this new year. Uh, I think everybody gets excited about the new year. And then as the new year ends, then everybody's like ready to like condemn it and demonize (laughs) it and like, oh, I hated that year anyway. It's crazy. But we're trying to hopefully have an amazing year through and through. Listen, people, good comes with bad, right, Dr. Hughes? Yep, you can't. You usually don't have one without the other. So. Yeah, you can't have the rain without the sun. Right. You know the, the cold without, without the rain. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we just, you know, I, I posted something about it the other day about stop murmuring. Yeah. You know, I was listening to TD Jakes uh, last night, um, and he was just like, "Some of you are still where you are," which is true. Which is in, you know, in the Bible, like the the. Folks just get stuck because you get stuck on the wrong thing and you start complaining and it takes your focus off of the doing the work that would get you out of that particular season. So you can't do anything about the weather. So stop complaining about it. Right. So you want to change your stinking thinking, basically. Um, And last episode, we talked about uh, some... New Year's resolutions, what it is to be more resolute in your goals and make those happen. You want to shift from the 92 percenters to the eight percenters of people who actually make their goals and resolutions come to life. And uh, we want to give you just some tips today. We're going to call this show uh, Tips on Types of Goals to Achieve for the New Year, be, be it personal goals, be it business goals. They're, they're goals that you should be mastering in your life. So we're going to start there. I'm going to give Dr. Hughes the pleasure of rolling this out. We're going to do, I don't know, maybe about 15, maybe 10, 10, 10. Because I wrote 12 down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So somewhere in there. I was in there. I was in there. Yes. Yes. We're just going to roll them out because, you know, a lot of times people don't know where to start. Yeah. With goals. Um, And some people, I'm going to tell you, like my mom used to tell me, is start biting the elephant. Don't look at the whole elephant. Take one bite at a time. That's all you can handle. So you start with a little bit here. You move on to the next thing. You move on to the next thing. And then next thing you know, you've mastered everything on your list. You've checked it all off. So don't get overwhelmed. We're just going to throw some out there. We're going to push you a little bit today because that's what it's all about. We want you out of your comfort zone in order to grow. Right. And we're going to start it off, Dr. Hughes. We're going to start it off. So my first one is invest in yourself. 
um, this is one of the things that people think they do, but they're not really doing it. Um, they think that if I invest in my business, I'm investing in myself. And that is not the same thing. Investing in yourself means what is it that I need to grow, develop, be a better person, be a better human, be a better father, mother, sister, brother, cousin, employer, employee, whatever. So if that means um, getting a coach, uh, a mentor, um, you know, going to a wellness retreat, whatever, invest in yourself this year. That's one of the things that I always recommend anybody do. You should always be investing in yourself in some shape, form, or fashion. I um, think investing in yourself is huge too. And we talk about that often. Yeah. So I think people don't really understand what that means. So let's give them some examples of what that means. Well, for instance, I would say, you know, um, I, for me personally, to invest in myself means I look for things that stretch me. Um, I have regular things that I do that I like to do and they're, they're on this list, but um, for, to invest in myself is I take myself to places um, where I learn. I'm, I'm a life learner. So I, investing in myself means um, I want to move beyond books and I want to move beyond research and going into places that stretch me. So I'm going to invest in going to maybe a wellness retreat or, or some type of uh, conference, I know we talked about that last year, that really is going to be beneficial to me that I can actually walk away with something tangible that I can use that will make me a better person. Now, this may be for business or personal or both, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to purposely look for ways to invest in myself. It might mean um, saying, okay, Um, I want to go to say if one of the things that I want to work on this year is mental wellness, I'm going to invest in going to a wellness retreat or workshop or something that's going to improve and help me improve mental wellness for myself. So I'm going to set aside a budget Mm -hmm. for the year to invest in myself. Maybe I need a coach. I'm going to set aside a budget for a coach, even if it's for three months, six months, two months, 30 days, whatever. One time. One time, whatever it is, I'm going to invest in myself. And that means looking at what I want to invest in myself researching how much that's going to cost and set aside a budget for that. Um, I agree. And I also take it one step forward on the personal side of investing in yourself. Like I'm dealing with right now, um, neck issues from a car accident that I've had years ago. And I just stopped going to the car, um, not the chiropractor, excuse me, to the acupuncturist's to get my neck worked on. So now I'm in a bit of pain. I'm shifting in my seat because holding my head a certain way aggravates me. uh, And it's a lot better than what it was. I'm going again today. But if I had just kept up my regular appointments and not become quote unquote so busy that 
I couldn't go, then I would have not been in this state to where I'm in pain. Now that pain is affecting my sleep. Now that sleep is affecting my productivity. Now that productivity is affecting the way that I push my business out, the way I'm interacting socially. You see the point? So taking care of myself was Mm -hmm. a trickle down effect that's, that it's more than just my neck. It's affecting other areas. I can't work as much as I need to, you know, as I should be. So um, taking that time of investment, so not necessarily financial investment, but taking the time to have mental downtime, um, taking the time to meditate more, taking the time to pray more, taking the time to um, socially interact and get engaged with people just for some downtime, you know, whether that's watching a movie or just talking with a friend or whatever the case may be, but taking that time for yourself to make sure your body, your mind and your spirit are okay. That's what I think of when we talk about investing in yourself is just taking time for yourself. Um, So, you know, it's, we always say that invest in yourself. Right. You know, we talk monetarily like, okay, XYZ coffee shop is getting your seed money and you're drinking it. You can make that coffee at home. Guess what? It tastes the same, if not better, because XYZ coffee is typically bitter coffee. So Mm -hmm. you can make that same coffee at home, take it to work with you, but because you don't have a fancy cut, buy a fancy carafe, buy a fancy, you know, warmer, buy a fancy whatever to make you feel better, but reduce the cost, save the money, invest in yourself that way. Also, take the time to save in your um, invest in yourself um, because you're going to be- benefit from it both ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to throw out there, um, improve in customer engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, to remember, we're talking about tips on types of goals to achieve. So for your business, Um, to improve in customer engagement and figure out channels your customers frequent, um, interact with them. And I'm talking about holistically. So what does your sales strategy look like? What does it look like from the time that they click on and they purchase your product or they purchase your service? What does that follow-up process look like, right? Because... Um, how do you engage with them? What does that follow-up process particularly look like? Are you putting your repeat flyer in the, the, the box that goes out that says, Hey, reorder me next time. Think of me for this gift next time. Are you having those touch points with your customer? Are you engaging people on Twitter? Are you being engaging with people on Facebook? Are you responding when people like, when they comment on your Instagram? Are you responding to those? You should be. Right. But what is your engagement level? Are you just hungry for everybody to give you attention and then you're not engaging anyone back? Are you having conversations? So Twitter is the platform for the conversation. Um, Instagram is the platform for you to engage back. And, you know, guess what? I've had a lot of success on Instagram, just sending messages to people and saying, Hey, are you interested? Are you interested in our, our luxury, um, nail lacquer, vegan, non-toxic line for busy and professional women as a blogger? Are you interested? And they'll respond or they won't. But if I don't engage them, guess what? 
then mm-hmm. I'll never know. I so my also, tip, sorry. I want to add to that. Um, you want to, in, when you're looking at your customer engagement, you want to look at the language you use and make sure that's also appropriate across every single, at every single step. You don't want to, you know, you, you want to be careful that you don't use language that, you know, can kind of, um, you know, turn your customer off, you know, and at the same time, you, you know, you won't, you don't, you want to be aggressive, but not too blunt. You know what I mean? You kind of want to finesse it a little bit, um, especially if you're a luxury brand, you, you want to make sure you do that. And, and I agree uh, with Ms. Harris, you know, make sure that you are actually engaging and responding when customers reach out to you, um, you know, across social media, because I'm telling you, there's power mm-hmm. in social media because that stuff goes a long, long way. You can go out on Twitter and look at look at your competition on Twitter and see how they're engaging. Or even look at other companies. Look at T-Mobile. Look at Southwest. Look at Bank of America, McDonald's. Look at all these companies who respond to customer issues mm-hmm. on social media and look at how they respond. And the timeliness of how they respond. Yes. Um, I just had an issue with a, a vendor on Fiverr and um, brief story, the vendor decided that they were going to try and <laughs> price gouge me. Like we established one price. I had a conversation with them prior to accepting the offer. They send over the custom order saying it's this amount. And then next thing you know, they say, and I had already told them in detail what I wanted. And then the next thing they say is, oh, well, that's going to be $25 more. And it's like, wait, what? So it was like, never mind, cancel my order. They wouldn't cancel my order. I tried to get them to cancel twice. Please cancel. No, 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 no. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, like you're not about to try and shake me down and expect me to pay. And then you, you were cool now. No, it's not going to happen. Refund my order. So I just rerouted around them, went to the customer support, bam, done. Like within minutes and apology, the whole nine done. I'll go back to Fiverr. Of course, I won't go back to that vendor, but, um, you know, what's the, what's your emergent level of, um, taking care of your client needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially when there's an issue, especially when there's an issue, because, you know, people feel like you're trying to get one over them. You know, we work hard for our coins and, um, it doesn't matter how small of a number or how large of a number, but we want our, you know, we want to be able to be treated fairly. Right. Um, I'm not a, I'm not one that likes to give sob stories to reroute around the policy because I know what I signed up for. But if I'm within that, then I want to be treated fairly, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And, and just put yourself in your customer's shoes. I mean, think like a customer, wherever you go, how do you want to be treated? What are your expectations as a customer or as a consumer when you go out with your family or friends or as an individual? Mm-hmm. What would you like and do or what would you not like, you know, and do the opposite? Right. You know, I just right. kind of think about that. Well, that was number one and two. I think we're going to take a quick break here and uh, we're going to get into some more tips on types of goals to achieve. When we get back, you're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And we're 
we're back. You're listening to Business in Black, the weekly podcast where we talk about everything starting, growing, building a successful successful business. I'm your host, Anita Harris, and we are uh, in season two right now uh, here with our lovely co-host, Dr. Latanya Hughes from Miami, Florida. Uh, and we're talking about, is it warm? Yeah, we warm back up. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's warm here too. Yeah, you know, it makes you thicker, your skin thicker, you know, what can I say? Um, today we're talking on tips of types of uh, tips on types of goals to achieve, um, for this new year. Uh, since so many times we get kind of stuck in a rut and we, we get on the same goals of, Oh, I want to lose weight. And, Oh, I want to, you know, invest in myself could be a, a stuck in the rut. So we're trying to identify some that maybe you haven't considered before, maybe ones you have, give you a little bit of different take on them and just help you to push past, become part of that 92% crowd that, I mean, out of that 92% crowd that is not being successful on accomplishing their goals and move over into the 8% crowd of people who are accomplishing their goals or new year resolutions and goals. So we left off with number two, uh, improving customer engagement. And now we're going to delve right into number three, Dr. Hughes. Uh, for number three, I have um, review and update your business plan. It is so important for you to do that. You should actually be doing this regularly throughout the year. But one of the things you really want to do, you have to first understand that your business plan is a working document. It's not something that you create and you put on the shelf and that's it. It's something that you should be reviewing regularly, one, to make sure that you are following what you said you were going to do. And if something in your business has shifted, customers have changed, whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that you adjust your business plan for that shift. Otherwise, all of these other goals that you probably have for yourself may never come to life. What's the point of customer engagement if you aren't shifting with your customer? Um, and so you want to make sure that you review and or update your business plan. That's a big one because it's like the business plan is the master of all checklists. Yep. Essentially, I mean, if you said that this is the goal, we want to sell 250 units in two years, right? Mm -hmm. Because this plan would include your financials, the projected growth, all of those things, then you would, um, you know, not be accomplishing. So you take that big elephant again and you work backwards on splitting those um, it into pieces and then you digest those pieces one at a time. So um, you should be. It's not a document that you want to blow. Uh, you want to blow dust off of. It's a living document, like Dr. Hughes says, it, and it should be uh, daily. It should be um, part of your daily routine because you're accomplishing goals in there that are necessary and vital to the growth of the company. Right. So reviewing it and updating it probably should be like quarterly. I mean, you should yes. be updating it like quarterly because once you've finished all those goals, then what? Where's your company growing? So you should constantly be checking back to make sure you have benchmarks. So that means when you're writing your plan to begin with, you should have projection plans. Yes. Like you should already, like in my mind for my luxury nail lacquer line, I already know 
lipsticks are coming next. I know X is coming next. I know Y is coming next. And so I'll have to start devising those plans. So once we work our way to a certain point on this plan, then I'm going to start going over to the lipstick plan. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm continuously building and building and building like that. So review and update your business plan on a regular basis is number three. Number four, put yourself out there more. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Hughes and I have to really encourage one another on this one. I mean, we met out at an event, but you get tired of going to the, not knowing where to go and, you know, trying to figure out where to go and not having the funds of going where you really want to go, you know? Mm -hmm. So it becomes frustrating to some point where you're looking for good places to network with people. Um, And so I just encourage you to stay networking, stay talking. I talk to random strangers. I talk to people who know people. I, you know, if there's an invitation to be met, I'm going to reach out. Uh, a girlfriend of mine in Colorado um, said, hey, I want you to reach out to this person. I'm still waiting to hear back from that person, but at least I did my part in reaching out to that person because you never know what synergy you're going to build with that other person. You never mm-hmm. know what connection point they're going to have for you. That happened to me here recently um, with a, a colleague in the beauty industry, and she put me on to some information that I'm just like, "Woo, thank you, Jesus, for, because it opened me up to even more networking. Right. So, you know, you just don't know until you open your mouth to ask and to talk and to, you know, you know how to feel people out. You right. can feel them out and determine if they're truthful, if they're not or whatever, if they're just wasting your time. I know Dr. Hughes and I both have had experiences where we've met with people and they're like, oh, I don't really know why we're meeting. I've had like business meetings with people who just aren't serious. <laughs> If you, um, I could have had lunch by myself at a cheaper right. place. Like right. I didn't, you know, this isn't just about, so, you know. I want to add to that too. Um, as you're putting yourself out there to meet new people, I want you, uh, I want to challenge you to meet people who are different from you. Mm. A lot of times when we go networking, we kind of gravitate towards people who, you know, who after we kind of, peruse the room and listen. We try to gravitate to people who we feel we have um, some things in common with. But I want you, you know, challenge yourself to, first of all, don't go to a place that you always network. Go to somewhere different, like like Miss Harris said. But in doing that, challenge yourself to meet people who are different from you. And I know I, sometimes I've been places where I have to literally be like, hi, to people. Right. They see you right. standing there. But because we're such creatures of habits, right? I've been to places, and a lot of times I go by myself on purpose. Unless I go with someone like Dr. Hughes, who I know is going to go to one side of the room, I'll go to the other side of the room, we'll come back and meet up, go back out, go back together, you know, and touch and agree like that. Um, Then I'll go by myself because a lot of people who go with people they know are going to stay with people they know. Exactly. And that defeats the whole point. And you can stifle yourself because maybe the energy that other person is carrying in that moment could actually be repelling people who may be actually interested in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe the way that person networks is a turn off to people who you really need to be talking to. 
Mm-hmm. So I want to challenge you to meet people who are different from you. Um, go places that are, you know, it, go to go to uh, a networking event that doesn't have anything to do with your industry. Mm-hmm. That's meeting people who are different from you. Mm-hmm. You know, go to uh, an event outside of your county. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet people who are different from you because they're outside of your county. It's out of your comfort zone. But stretch yourself because... You know, otherwise you, you got to put yourself out there in different circles and sometimes listen to where some of the places where your people in your current circles are going. Right. You know, I know a lady who does um, pet supplies and I'm telling you, she started going where no one else was going and her business. I mean, when I tell you it skyrocketed, she went to a horse show mm-hmm. and she was the only person there selling pet supplies for dogs at a horse show which goes hand in hand because dogs are always around horses thank you on the ranch Uh listen and a lot of those owners have their little boutique puppies dogs or whatever so they like these little accessories and guess what everybody knows her so everybody says go see the the the, the pet supply lady and da, 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 da. she's literally the only one there mm-hmm. and now that's her that's how people know her now that's the pet lady mm-hmm. and so now if anybody else starts to go with pet supplies who does that she's already carved her niche and so mm-hmm. everybody knows no you go to this one here and so it all started with her going somewhere, being the oddball out. Sometimes right. that's what you need to do is be the oddball out. If you're in food, I'm not saying don't go to food shows. But you're, if you're in food, why don't you go to a manufacturing show or go to a paper supply show? Because you're going to eventually need paper supplies of some kind. You have to think outside the box, stretch yourself to meet people who are different from you. And sometimes that means stepping outside of your industry and thinking differently, thinking completely differently. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, we tend to be uh, creatures of habit yep. and we want to go around what makes us feel good. But sometimes it's in the what makes us not feel so good that uh, we will find greater success. So. Jump out there and put yourself out there and get around some people that are different than you, some industries that are different than you, and in areas that are different than where you currently do business and or live. Yeah. Really push yourself, push yourself. So number five, Dr. Hughes. Oh, it's back to me. (laughs) Man, this is good stuff. But um, I'm going to go back to personal. And I'm going to say, um, this is a big one. Don't focus on trying to not be like somebody else. Focus on being authentically you. And there's a difference. The energy you put in trying to be not like someone else, you actually end up being like them. Because you're focusing so much on what they do. And it's all what they do, what they do, what they do. And you're trying to be the opposite of that. Don't focus all your energy on trying to not be like somebody else, but focus on being authentically you. That means, again, going back to investing in yourself, time, figuring out who you are, what you like, what you like, what you don't like, what you want, what you don't want. And in doing that, you will emerge somebody that people really want to gravitate to. You may be trying to figure out 
you know, why you're, why you don't have friends or why people don't want to do business with you or whatever, whatever, whatever. It may be because people are attracted to the authentic you and the authentic you hasn't come out because you're too busy trying to be different from the next person when that's not the goal. The goal should never be to be different from somebody else. The goal should always to be who you really are because who you really are, there's some unique stuff in you. And when you're not that person, because you're not, you're not um, investing in that person, you're not focusing on that person, you rob the world of the uniqueness that is you. So focus on you yeah. is so important. Um, think about it in business. Mm-hmm. There's McDonald's, there's Wendy's, there's Jack in the Box, there's Burger King, there's Shake Shack, there's... You know, I could go on with hamburger joints. Yeah. Monster, um, monster, uh, bu- um, burger garage we have here. It's a, a one-off. Mm-hmm. We could go on and on. Right. Burger Pie. A&W. Yeah. Really Think go about all the burger joints there are. Yes. And how they slightly vary. But think right. about the core menu at the burger joint. They're known for their burgers, mm-hmm. right? So yes, Burger Fi has hot dogs. It's my favorite. Burger Fi has. They don't pay me, but I just love their stuff. We don't have it here yet. Come to New York, please, Burger Fi. Um, <laughs> but Burger Fi has, you know, a veggie burger. They have a hot dog as well. Um, they may get a chicken burger sometime. I don't know what their growth plan is like, but um, they do what they do well. And they didn't let the fear of, oh, you're another burger place. Imagine what the owner of some of these later stores, restaurants had to endure to go. You know, their family was like, oh, so you're another burger place, right? Right. Well, what's going to make yours different? That it's amazing because the Burger Garage here in Long Island City, Queens, New York, has an all-day burger that's unlike any other all-day burgers, unlike the one at BurgerFi, and it's amazing. And I love going there. And like BurgerFi, I can get alcohol there if I want to drink, or I can get, you know, onion rings or this or that. And so everybody has their own unique spin and flavor. And guess what? Like Dr. Hughes said, there is a group of people who will be attracted to that and attracted to your business based off of the uniqueness. If you like it, somebody else, you're going to find at least 100 other people who like it. Listen, word will get out. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, we were at Burger Fire here in Fort Lauderdale. It was doing the boat show, and the captain of one of those boats was there at Burger Fire for the first time. He said, mm-hmm. kept hearing you remember that? <laughs> hearing about it, kept hearing about it. And he said he had been to um, Five Guys. But I said, and we told him, we were like, you will be ruined for life after this. He said, really, it's that good? We were like, it's that good. <laughs> he had that first burger. He got up and ordered another yeah, burger. Sure did. He, like, he didn't like, he said, I can't go to Five Guys anymore. I tell you, he said, I, I am ruined for life because this uh, is an amazing burger. And um, you just, you know, I mean, you know, I don't, we don't get paid for this, but I'm just, just saying just to illustrate the point, 
of what Ms. Harris was saying that, yeah, it is, it may be just another quote burger place, but what sets it apart? You know, is it Angus? You know, is it, you know, this kind of beef, that kind of beef, whatever? Is it the thickness? Is how you put it together? Is the season, the flavor, whatever it is, it's something, but like she said, they didn't let that keep them. Mm-hmm. from jumping out there and getting up in there and, you know, doing something new and different. So I'm just, you know, just, you know, uh, Burger ain't trying to be different from, you know, the, the next gourmet place, place. They're trying to be Burger Five. Correct. Five guys ain't trying to be different than the next, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're five guys. It's mm-hmm. like firehouse subs is not trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, different from Subway. They are firehouse subs. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, nobody's trying to be a copycat or trying not to be a copycat. So you focus mm-hmm. so much on not trying to be mm-hmm. like you miss who your brand is or, mm-hmm. you know whether it's an individual or a business and um, I mean we're just share, sharing this illustration to let you know that you can't be deterred don't focus on because if you do I'm telling you you just you're going to miss out you're going to miss out on life you're going to miss out on business opportunities and that's just not I think this also comes out. So let's let's take it back to personal where you started it with so many women are able to tell us what they don't want in a man yeah that they can't tell you what they do want in a man. And in my opinion, telling me what you do want in a man is focusing on you because it's telling the person, this is what I need from you to have the kind of relationship I imagine in my mind. Right. It it speaks to the fact that you have standards. Correct. I need for you to be employed. Right. (laughs) Right. Now, in New York, you don't have to have a car because of mass transportation. But if you're living in Des Moines, Iowa, you might have a requirement for the man to have uh, a car and to not live at home and, you know, whatever your requirements are. But that's right. talking about you and focusing yeah. on what you want, your standards, like Dr. Hughes says, yeah. not on what you don't want. Right. And then think about it. We're going to come back to speaking things into existence. You don't want to focus on what you don't want to happen because oftentimes that's what's going to happen. Happen. That's right. Stay positive. Stay in the positive. Focus on what you want. Focus on you and, and mm-hmm. not trying to not be like somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's one so through cool. five. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back with the wrap up of the other five. Maybe we'll do 11. We'll throw a bonus in there maybe i don't know just we'll see what happens (laughs) so you're listening to business in black and we're talking about tips and types of goals to achieve today and we'll be right back you're listening to business in black with your host danita harris All right, you're listening to uh, Business in Black, and today we are talking about tips on types of goals to achieve. And we left off with number five, don't focus on not being like someone else, ergo focus on you. And number six, I'm going to go with the drum roll, become physically active. Yes, I put it out there. The one, the number one goal that all people set is becoming, <laughs> is actually you know losing weight. So I'm not gonna go all the way there because we fail so miserably at I'm girl I'm gonna lose weight because we haven't figured out that the connection between losing weight 
is changing our diets and consistently, basically changing our lifestyles. So I'm going to go with become more active. So what does that look for like to you? So what, what oftentimes I think happens is we're in 2018 and I'm in my 2009 mind, right? In my mm-hmm. mind, I'm still seven years younger, eight years younger, 10 years younger. Oh, I remember when I was in high school, right? And I have those expectations on my body now. And that is part of the problem because we go hard in the gym. Then our legs are so sore, we need to rest to recover. Then we're resting a little too long because now we've got back in our comfort of resting because we were already resting because we weren't active. So I think if you slowly introduce new things like, okay, I'm going to start by just simply while I'm watching TV, and this is a true story because I used to do this when I was in high school, um, and I'm re-implementing that now. Um, when I'm watching TV, I lay down and do how many ever sit-ups I can at the time. Take a break, do some more. Take a break, do some more. Leg lifts, push-ups, squats. I'm sitting there in front of um, the TV, still being able to watch TV, but I'm just... I'm stretching. Sometimes it's not even doing the exercise. Sometimes it's just me stretching. So I'm doing all of these active things to now I'm at the point where I'm turning off the program and I'm turning on my Pilates. Thank you, Denise Austin. And I'm streaming that and I'm doing that for an hour. And then I go back to my show, right? So integrating in small doses, again, look at it like an elephant right? You, you do it a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Introduce your feet. It's not like, it's like when you're trying to take a really hot bath, you don't, you know, you remember Bugs Bunny when he used to sit on the rim of the, the tub and he used to lower his little bunny fur into it and he'd be like, ah, 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 ooh, ee, ah, until he got into the bath and because it was scalding his little furry behind and then he mm-hmm. finally got in it and he could go, oh, that's great, right? Yes. So we want to go a little bit at a time, ease ourselves a little bit at a time. Right now I can only stretch to the knee, then I can get to the calf, then I can go to the ankle, then I can hold my foot, right? Then I can go beyond my feet. A little bit at a time, baby steps. That's how we learn to walk. That's how we learn to talk. So. Right. Give yourself that extension of easing yourself back in things and don't overwhelm yourself, but get out and start an active routine. Get that heart pumping. Here's why. The connection breeds creativity. Uh The physical connection is mentally there and that blood flowing through your body breeds creativity. It gets the the endorphins going. You'll sleep better at night. You'll be more productive the next day. It has all kinds of benefits for you instead of just sitting stagnant day in, day out, at a computer, at a desk, sitting in front of the couch, sitting to eat, blah, 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 blah. Get up, get active. That's my number six. I think I'm pretty passionate about that. That's good. I mean, I think I think sometimes we we um, <sighs> we have unrealistic thoughts of what it is to be active. We think we got to be in the gym and da da da. da. Just go walking. I walk five miles round trip. Mm-hmm. Just walk. 
Mm-hmm. My neighbor, he was just like, I love to run. If all he does is just, you know, run around the block, he was like, that's just enough. He said, and I feel better. And he said, yes. something about when I go running, it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm just revived. I'm refreshed even in my mind, you know, and it's just some, it's just, it does something to you. And you can combine that with what Miss Harris said earlier about meditating. You can walk and meditate at the same time. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. And guess what? Now your mind and your body is renewed and refreshed and you got, mm-hmm. you know, new energy and, and, you know, you can breathe easy and better because, you know, I, I'm telling you, you have time. Or you can walk and read. You can walk and pray and Uh all that kind of stuff. You can do all of these things simultaneously. Who says you can't work out, get physical activity in and do something else, you know, that's going to help rejuvenate you. You know, you You want to do walk and do work. Reading and walking and or, you know, exercise, you know, you you don't walked into something. Uh You know, you can meditate and pray. Yeah. While you're walking or running or exercising, you know, have you some worship music in your head and you're, in, you know, listening and, and just going about your business. But, you, you know, sometimes people don't do, do things. We, we talk ourselves out of it. I think we can't, we, we, we shared this when we talked about being more resolute um, because we think we don't have the time. You've got the time. You just have to make the time. And that goes back to investing in yourself. I mean, come on, you have 10 minutes a day. You can take 10 minutes to walk. Mm-hmm. I know people walk on a lunch break. Listen, you could do squats while you're cooking or brushing your teeth. Come on. It's all kinds of stuff you can do. You can stretch. I mean, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, like she said, while you're watching te- television programming, you can be stretching. You can do yoga, Pilates. You can do all kinds of stuff while you're watching television programming. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. You just have to want to do it and purpose in yourself to do it. That's right. Let's get Physical, physical. I wanna get. I'm showing my age now. Go on, doctor. Number seven before. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna say number five is gonna be. Um, you know, um, take mini vacations. When I say mini, I mean M I N I, not M A N Y. But if you can take M A N Y, take M A N Y M I N I. Okay, but take mini vacations, and if necessary, do some staycations. But get away. That's part of, again, going back to investing in yourself, taking time away and just enjoying and, and getting that time, downtime to renew yourself, re-energize, refocus. You, I'm telling you, you come back a totally different person, even on a staycation mm-hmm. because you're in a different space. I'm telling you, even if you just go one county away, y'all, yeah, I'm getting country on this. Please, but invest in yourself and take a minute. I mean, you can go on Groupon and catch these things all the time. All the time. You have to spend a whole lot of money. Groupon always got something going on. You can find your $49 a night, even if it's just one night away, go away. And it doesn't even have to be staying the night away. It could be a daycation. I know Dr. Hughes and I would drive down to Key Largo um, and get, Key Lime Pie, honey, the best down in Marker 88. Shout out to our favorite restaurant down in Key Largo. Uh, and they don't pay us for anything, but we, we just love that business. Um, the best Key Lime Pie, the best seafood. And let me tell you, the best view 
of the bay and the ocean all right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we would go down just for the day. I've been down before and go to the farmer's market that they would have before and then go to dinner after that just to get a change of scenery, as they would right. say in the old days, to take a walk about the room, you know, right. and just change your scenery for a duration of time. Another place we went was... Um, the place up in West Palm Beach, right on the water. Um, And it was, you know, we got out and walked on the promenade and saw the beautiful boats and, you know, all of that. And so just a change in your environment for the day, if you don't have the money to stay, um, help. And now um, I know down here uh, and and, and it's up there too. And in D.C., you could take a train up into New York and, you know, from Baltimore or or in that area um, down here, Brightline is starting and we'll have Brightline going all the way to Orlando. You just take the train to Orlando and that's a day trip and enjoy yourself and come on back. I mean, you know, you can take uh, catch the tri-rail, go down to Miami and and enjoy uh, Bayside and all kinds of things that you can do. But sometimes it's just getting out and going to see something different. I mean, one time we drove over to Tampa and just enjoyed just kind of seeing, just driving around and hanging out over rivers. What was that? Riverside or whatever. And a couple of places just to, you know, get away for the day and just see something. Like she said, you may not have to stay the night, you know, but get up and get out and then just get away and get a change of pace and get a change of scenery. Um, I'm telling you, it, it does wonders for the soul, mm-hmm. for the mind, for the body, the spirit. Um, I'm telling you. And sometimes you see things when you're out and gives mm-hmm. you a fresh perspective and it makes you grateful for what you have. Amen to that. And when you have a fresh perspective Mm -hmm. on life and things and your situation, I'm telling you, you come back with a fire, that's like, boom, I'm ready to hit the ground running. Boom. You know what? I'm ready to do. I'm ready to do this thing. And um, I'm telling you, it's well worth the investment. If nothing else of your time, because there's lots of free stuff that you can do. Just do it. Just Mm -hmm. get out there, get away and do it. Mm hmm. Well, I'm going to piggyback on that one and say, I'm going to go to focus more in terms of on you turn off your devices, turn off the TV Mm -hmm. and have conversations, re-engage socially with people, not through social media, but through face-to-face media, (laughs) AKA old school, AKA out and about, AKA touch your neighbor, somebody, you know, <laughs> go, you know, I, and, and when I lived in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I had my favorite cheers bar, you know, uh, living yeah. here in Brooklyn, New York, I have my favorite diner right down the street, Mike's diner, you know, I go in and everybody knows us and, you know, so, um, have a place where you reconnect with people and not with devices, uh, device free. Um, if you're out on a date, like put the thing away. You know, it can wait if you're if you're eating with your family and your loved ones like they're not there forever. So take time away from being so plugged in. Yeah, we don't have to be plugged in all the time. Right. I think that's powerful because um, in the movie, I am uh, I am number four. There is a scene where there the family is having dinner and everybody has to put their cell phones into this thing. The mom takes all the cell phones. Nobody can have a cell phone at the table during dinner time, mm-hmm. but they they have to sit and talk to each other around the dinner 
table. And I think that's so important. It's also sad at the same time that this is where we are, where we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is that, that's very important. It's very powerful. I mean, I think being so connected has made us disconnected as humans. And mm-hmm. by just taking it away, I mean, we went down to, okay, our favorite restaurant, Mount Marker 88. And, um, you know, we're sitting there and there's a couple on a date, but mm-hmm. they were in their phone. Mm-hmm. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what kind of data is that? You know, we don't know how to interact with other people when we're face to face because we're so used to hiding behind technology. And I'm not exactly. saying technology is a problem. It's users, humans. It's who's using it and how right. using it. And so sometimes, again, in taking a step back and taking it away, find ways that you can connect with other humans. Right. And that's exactly what I was going to say, especially for children. It's causing them to be socially awkward. Yeah. Children are not able to have conversations with people because they're not they're not having conversations with people. They're having conversations with horrible um, diction, horrible uh, spelling, horrible grammar because they're on cell phones, texting, uh, W.I.D. Instead of, you know, right. They don't know how to put together context clues and complete sentences. Um, They're they're being left behind uh, in a lot of ways that we benefited from socially engaging. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, take the phones away, take the, 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 the Internet away for a time period and just reconnect with people. Um, and focus more on that power that comes from um, human interaction. Yeah. Because it's been around a lot longer than anything else and it will always be here. That's so right. You have to know how to connect back with humans. So with that, uh, number eight of focus more, we're going through a little list of tips on types of goals to achieve for the new year. And you're listening to Business in Black and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Alrighty, and we are back for the last portion of the show. Um, we got down to number eight on our tips on types of goals to achieve for the new year. Um, and so I think it's Dr. Hughes's time. I left <laughs> off at number eight, focus more on uh, deplugging, um, coming away from your internet, your social media, and, you know, Focus more on human interaction. Dr. Hughes, you're up. I love to read. And so um, I'm, my next point, it will be to read. I recommend reading at least five books a year. That's not a lot of books. How many books? Five. That's not a lot of books, but I would recommend reading at least five books a year. And I'm not talking about fiction. Mm. You want to read, you know, books that are really going to invest and pour into you. Now, I'm not saying that there are some fiction books that don't have a message or a story. It's okay because I, I read other books outside of that. But read at least five, um, uh, you know, in self-help improvement books a year. Um, you know, there's all kinds of books out there. I write books. Um, Ms. Harris writes books. But there's lots of books out there. Um, you know, we've read Jacqueline Whitmore um, on etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a couple other things out there. You know, there's some, if you, you know, if you're into, um, 
uh, social responsibility. There's one on um, True to Yourself by Mark Albino, and that's how you can be true to your your values in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all kinds Never of books out there. Any of his, right? You know, you, you sales books. Um, um, Dr. Paul Denar has a book on effective leadership on how you can be. You know, I mean, effective. I mean, A F F. Uh, effective leadership. There's books on coaching. There's books on there's all kinds of books out there that you can read to improve yourself. It goes back to investing in yourself. What are you looking to improve this year? If you're looking for health and wellness, there's health and wellness books. Read books on nutrition. Right. That's very important. Like Ms. Harris said earlier about um, getting physically active. You want to lose weight. It's more than just physical activity. You need a good understanding of nutrition. Read books on nutrition. There's, you know, you know, there's that whole series of um, for dummies. There's nutrition for dummies. You know, there's all kinds of simple, easy books that you can read. Um, I read recipes, to be honest. There's nothing wrong with that. But guess what? That's how I figure out the right meals and things to cook for myself that aren't going to kill me, (laughs) that aren't going to contribute to bad to poor eating. You know, and so it's okay, you know, read the Bible, right? <laughs> every day. Mm-hmm. You can get the Bible app and it sends you with scripture every day. Mm-hmm. Um, or know, the Quran or, you know, well, whatever, whatever your belief system uh-huh. is, reading yeah. it and studying it for mm-hmm. yourself daily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that you can read that can help, you know, just open your mind and expand your mind. I mean, at my library is just, you know, Stephen Covey. I can, I can go old school with you. Go read some Stephen Covey books. The first things first. The habits of, of mm-hmm. highly effective people. I mean, that one comes with a workbook, too. I mean, you can read John Maxwell, the 360 degree. I mean, he has Got all some kinds of those. Of um, you know, Ira Chalif, the courageous follower. I mean, there's all kinds of books and uh, I mean, just... I mean, you can read Jack Welch has written a book. I mean, uh-huh. George well, Clayson, Napoleon Hill. Come on. I mean, there's uh, all Miguel kinds of Ruiz. You don't have the four agreements by Miguel yeah. Ruiz. Right. Uh-huh. If you don't have the four agreements or Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. uh, y'all, come on. Those are basics. Please get some of those. And you can get these. A lot of these are on ebook. Um, actually, Napoleon Hill's whole book is on YouTube. All of them. He's written several. So success through a positive uh, mental attitude is one of yes. Um, um, there's you know, all so there's no excuse. I mean, you got ebooks now. Re, I mean, books that are read to audio books. I mean, there's no reason why you sh- you can't get five books in a year. I mean, if you're in your car and you you have an hour commute every day, yep. That's a lot that you can get into yourself that you can get uh, accomplished. So I just want to encourage you. Reading is fundamental. Some of the best, the people who are the most successful read. They are readers. I know athletes who are in the NFL, they read. And I mean, they devour books. Why? Because they understand that it's what's up here in their head mm. that helps with that physical prowess that keeps them going. They understand that motivation. And that's what reading does. It really just lights a fire under you. Um, one other book I want to add in there is a book called um, Bag the Elephant. But there's also um, he also has a book that says Be the Elephant. And I'm looking for it on my bookshelf so I can get you the name of the author. But um, But it's a really good book. 
uh, it's by Kaplan. Um, and you can get both of them on Amazon because that's where I got mine. Um, but I've read both of them and they're amazing books and there's books that you can read again and again and again because there's so much good stuff in them. And so and another uh, resource I want to give is Og Mandino. O-G is the first name, M-A-D-I-N-O. Um, his books are amazing. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon, if you've not read that one, should uh if these are you know we're giving out resources here people so if these are books that you've never are authors that you've never heard of these are books that you really should be reading um uh particularly uh dr hughes mentioned amazon.com i'm gonna throw out also my favorite from texas half price books hpb.com you can find jeffrey gittimer books there for 99 cents so there are no excuses oh yeah and um alibris a-l-i-b as in boy r-i-s that's another one Mm -hmm. i've got a lot of books for 99 cents over there for you know i mean really cheap books yeah also um dan kennedy that's still way cheaper than 15 20 dollars 20 dollars right so from dan kennedy um oh yeah his no bs strategy books um i mean there's just a lot of books um I actually have an Og Mandino's great trilogy where it wraps all of his greatest books in together um But then I also started reading books because I'm a High Point University alum uh, from High Point University, High Point, North Carolina. And our um, amazing dean there is an author as well. Very successful businessman, very successful dean. And so Dr. Cuban, um, um, Dr. Mito uh, is um, the author there. So I have one of his books, Stairway to Success. That's on my list to read today. I mean, not today, but this year, excuse me. So um, I have, if you notice, we throw out a mix of books, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I have one called A Better Way to Live uh, by Og Mandino. So he writes more on the Christian side of business, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have uh, the One Minute Manager. You remember that series? Oh, yeah. Books. Um, And uh, Sun Tzu, uh, The Art of War books. Yeah, um, so strategic to read that book. Correct. Of principles in that book. Right. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you guys, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, switch on your brain. Listen. Yes, I have that one. Yes. So there's just a lot. I mean, we could go on and on and on about, I mean, we're both over here scouring our bookshelves because that's one of the first things that people, when they come to me for mentoring, that's one of the first things they ask. What can, they don't know what to read. That's right. They really don't know what to read. And there's nothing wrong with that, but ask the question because we will give the answer, honey. We have a Mm -hmm. lot of books to read. And when you just learn by trial, by recommendations from other people, I know my mentor has thrown out a lot of books to me that I've picked up to read that he suggested. And so it's just a trial by error process. But reading mm-hmm. is fundamental, like Dr. Hughes said, like um, we've heard since our, you know, uh, the reading rainbow was on TV. There Thank you go. Rainbow for instilling that in us. And we remember that message. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you really have to read because they always say, if you don't want somebody to know something, put it in writing. Yes, people don't like to read. That's a mouthful right there. And so I'm going to leave with that on number nine. Read five books a year. Thank you, Dr. Hughes. And I'm going to go into 
Um, that's my drum roll, people. Um, I'm going to come back to the networking uh, and hit on it because all too often we have this um, awe moment when we get around certain people. And they are certain people. They're just people. You know, mm-hmm. celebrities are just people. So mm-hmm. put on your list who you think you need to rub shoulders with. The type of VIP people you want to be networking with. Right. They're not unicorns or pots of gold <laughs> at the end of rainbows. They're actual real life people. <laughs> So get over it. Stop putting them on some kind of platform like they're mm. unattainable and put it on the list of who. But, you know, don't just be all weird and creepy wanting to meet them just to say, oh, girl, I met and I got pictures. No, get out of your fanaticism as a fan and get down to brass tacks as a business. So who can you who who can you leverage with? Think about I'm talking about Carol's daughter right now. Because she leveraged whatever contact she had to get into the midst of some pretty famous people in order to propel her business. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They're business people too at the end of the day. And they have seed to sow. And so some athletes or some um, celebrities on another level, you know, they they have seed to sow. And so why shouldn't your tech company be the tech company that they invest in? Why shouldn't your production company be the production company that they invest in? Why shouldn't your food company? I I, I met um, Dan Marino and Anthony's of Anthony's Pizza, Coal Fire Pizza, on a flight coming back to um, Florida from JFK once. Yep. So, and that was just happenstance in the in the um, in the in the airport. Shout out to Dan Marino and and Anthony. Um, but uh, why they're not? unattainable people you just have to know how to approach them don't come with all that oh my gosh i can't believe it approach them like a normal person right but know that they have handlers and know that you'll have to go through layers to get to them even if you got to take a picture of them out which i you know i'm not with it at all you know i don't need pictures of people that i don't even know I exist or I've only met once, but, you know, um, put, put VIPs on your list to help to elevate your game so that you're connecting with different people on a different level. That's going to help your business grow. That's good. That's good. So no comments on that one, Dr. Hughes at all? No. Oh, okay. Well then in that (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you the 10.5. We're going to do a half of one. A 10.5 goes to Dr. Hughes. Uh, our last tips on uh, last tip on types of goals to achieve. Dr. Hughes. I'm going to say invest in your team. Um, listen, just as much as you invest in yourself, um, it is important to invest in your team. And, and, and that's going to tie into a lot of what we talked about with, you know, your customer engagement with, you know, meeting VIP people. Because if the folks on your team don't know how to act or behave, you might know how to act or behave. But if they don't know all of that networking and all of that work and effort you put into getting in front of that VIP person can go right out 
the window. Yes. Invest in your team. Invest in training. And I'm not just talking about the same mundane training like supervising for success, basic leadership skills, all that. Teach them how to communicate. Teach them effective communication skills. Teach them dress for success. You know, what's the appropriate thing to wear, how to dress and, and present themselves, how to communicate. I don't care if you sign them up for Toastmasters or create a Toastmasters, um, you know, a group within your company. But you need those speaking, those public speaking skills, because it's more than just what you say. It's how you say it. It's how you carry yourself. It's the body language. It's those micro um, expressions that are important. You know, invest in your team. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's why a lot of there are companies, uh, some of the more successful companies invest uh, in paid vacations and they take their team to certain places to invest in them. Exactly. sales strategy, training mm-hmm. off-site at certain locations because they turn it into uh, what we call leisure. They could combine a business and leisure trip so that they can unwind, come back refreshed. So now they've combined vacation, mm-hmm. leisure with business. And so now you come back and boom, guess what? Sales team skyrocketing and, and hitting and exceeding sales goals and all this kind of stuff. Why? Because they their company has invested in them. If you're a tech company, you need to invest in the technology and information and innovation. Invest in um, maybe sending people to conferences or um, education. A lot of companies have cut out the education benefit. But I'm telling you, tuition reimbursement, you can put parameters around it, but that's one of the best investments you can make, especially if you're in a certain industry where like technology, where it's constantly changing and you have to keep up with your certifications. Um, so it's just like Lean Six Sigma, some of those things. You can put parameters around it, but please, I, I want to encourage you to invest in your team. And, um, you know, investing in your team might be family and friends. Mm-hmm. Might be your church. Might be your community around you. That's your team. Your team right. doesn't have to be an individual person, but if your community is helping support you and build you, invest in your community with your time, not necessarily just your money, but show up. Right. But be an investment in your team, um, you know, especially your family, invest in your family, spend mm-hmm. time with your family, talk to those people, hang out because you you have a lot of people in family don't even like each other. How can I they know where in the world I'm going to have a family and and I'm talking about your core family, your kids don't even like you because they don't know you. Right. You don't spend time with them. So, you know, I just really want to encourage you invest in your team and see your family, your friends, your community as your team and figure out how you can invest in them because they're going into you too. Well, that was quite a mouthful. So we're going <laughs> to leave it at that. And that is our uh, list of 10 and a half uh, tips <laughs> on types of goals to achieve for the new year. Number one was invest in yourself. I love how we introed and outro that way. Number two, improve customer engagement. Number three, review and update your business plan quarterly. Number four, put yourself out there. Number five, don't focus on not being someone else, aka focus on you. Number six, become physically active. Number seven, take mini holidays or mini holidays, whichever your interpretation is. Number eight, Focus more. 
Number nine, read five books a year. Number 10, connect with VIPs to push your business forward. And number 10 and a half, invest in your team. A lot of investing in this, um, both mind, body, spirit, and yourself, as well as your team. Uh, Go forth and prosper this year. Make it a great year. Um, Do some things different. Don't don't come into this season the same that you came out of last year. We're in the same winter season, but don't come into this season the same as you did last year. Leave 2017 behind. Step into 2018 with a new outlook, a new slate, a fresh perspective, a fresh take. Do it. Do it, do it, because you can do it, and we believe you can do it. And we'd love to hear your success stories. So if you want to send us your success stories, uh, you can find us online. Um, uh, All of my handles are at Business Intelligence Coach, and Dr. Hughes' handles are? The Global Mentor Coach. And you're listening to Business in Black, and this is a weekly podcast where we talk all things starting, growing, and building a business to a successful stature so you could be a success, success in the community. And thanks so much for listening. As always, have a great day. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.